Welcome to Parshas Toldos. In today's world, it is trending more and more to just be real. CEOs of Facebook and Apple are reaching for jeans and a t-shirt and skipping out on the fancy suits. Women are wearing no makeup makeup. People are sharing more and more about their life difficulties on social media and being more vulnerable and transparent about themselves and their faults to others. We see brands that are now advertising the costs and profits openly. The world is moving more and more towards transparency. And the question that we need to tackle today is, is that the right thing? Does Hashem want us to just be real or does He actually want us to fake it till we make it? This question has so many day-to-day -day practical implications. Should I wear a black hat? Should I wear black nail polish if I feel that expresses the real me? Should I be telling people I love Hashem when deep inside I know my amuna is wavy? Should I be davening with my eyes shut and swaying back and forth when I'm usually thinking about baseball? Should I tell people that I wrote a script for this podcast or should I just let them think that I'm a really natural speaker? <laughs> so we can't actually get to the bottom of this question without going deep into the psychology of two very different figures in this week's Parsha. So let's talk twins, Yaakov and Esav, how they both take very different paths in life, what deeper psychology and outlooks led them to their respective paths, and what that means for us cowboys, <laughs> deciding how to get to the path of greatest fulfillment. Esav was a man who clearly lived with the mentality of fake it till you make it. He put his focus on his outer appearances. We find Esav focusing on his externals over and over again in the Parsha. The first example is that Esav is called an Ish Zayed, a man of trappings. Rashi explains, based on the Medrash, that he would ask his father complex halachic questions in order to fool him. He would ask, hey dad, do I need to give a percentage of my salt as tithe to the Levium, even though it doesn't really grow from the ground? Asaph was not a man holding at the level of giving tithes, but he would purposefully ask complex, halachic, technical questions in order to get his father to think on the outside that he was really a good person. Example number two of Esav's external focusing is that we find that Esav comes home after a day's work and sees Yaakov cooking red lentils. He tells Yaakov, Give me some of that red, red stuff. The Pasuk goes on to explain that after that incident, they gave him the nickname Edom, which means red. They called him Red. Did you order the code red? The Sephorno explains that they dubbed him the name Red because he was a person who only looked at the outer layer of things. He never looked deeper into life. He never asked what he's doing in this world, what he's here to accomplish. He just cruised at the surface, hiding out at the shallow ends of life. But it doesn't end here because we find a third example of Esav being an outer focused man. The Torah refers to Esav as Ish Sada, a man of the field. And the Sif Chaim writes that this isn't just a description of where Esav enjoyed spending his time. He wasn't just a man of the great outdoors, but this is a description of his life paradigm. He was a man of the outside. He did things just for looks, 
not because he sincerely felt that he should do them, but just because they looked good on the outside. Rashi describes Esav as being similar to a pig. There are two kosher signs in an animal. One is an internal sign, the fact that it chews its cud, and one is an external sign, the fact that it has split hooves. The pig rolls around and sticks its split hooves in the ground, crying out to the world, look guys, I'm kosher. But internally, it's not kosher at all. This was Esav. He'd make himself look on the outside like a great person, but inside he was spiritually impoverished. Esav unfortunately stayed the same throughout his whole life. Even at the end of his life, the Torah describes Ve'ile told us Esav who Edom, the Sephorno, understands from here that he was still Mr. Red. Ele told us Esav who Edom, he's still Edom, he's still Mr. Red. It wasn't just a teenage phase. He continued living throughout his entire life with the superficiality and externality until the very end. The Torah puts such a strong emphasis on a person's outside matching his inside, on being real. The Talmud in Yoma 72b writes that the Torah required the Ark, the Aron HaKodesh, in the Beit HaMikdash that housed the Luchot, the Torah, to be covered with gold both on the outside and on the inside. Why? To teach us that a Torah scholar has to have his outside match his inside. The chitzonios has to match your pneumias. What you see is what you get. The Talmud and Brachas 28a also records that Rabbi Gamliel had bouncers at the entrance of the study halls testing people who wanted to enter to make sure their insides matched what they were displaying outside. You didn't have to be on any particularly high level in order to come inside the base medrash, but you had to be real. The question is though, that we seem to see other places where the Torah seems to say on the contrary, that a person should fake it until he makes it. The Sefer HaChinuch explains that many of the mitzvot that we do are actions that are meant to internally stimulate us. For example, on Pesach, there's a mitzvah not to break any bones when eating the Pesach offering. Why? Because aristocracy, the rich and famous, they don't crack bones to get at every last bit of meat. They leave whatever they can't get at. Hashem wants us to internalize on Pesach that we were selected to be the high-status people. We're in Mamlechas Kohan and Begoy Kadosh. All of us are meant to be priests and the most morally elevated people. The Minchas Chinuch goes on to say that we have to understand ki halavavos, that after our actions come our mind and emotion. How we act affects how we think and feel. We can shift our attitudes based on what we actually do. The Ramchal in Mesilas Yisharim says that therefore, if a person isn't ignited Jewishly and doesn't have the true intentions and desire that he wants to connect to Hashem, then the easiest way to get there is through doing external actions. He says, external movement is what ignites a person's insides. The words of the Ramchal and Sefer HaChinuch are backed by the most current psychology. This is Amy Cuddy, a social psychologist, author, and speaker who did research on use of body language and particularly the power pose, standing straight with your chin up 
and hands on your waist to change one's feeling of confidence. My main collaborator, Dana Carney, who's at Berkeley, and I really wanted to know, can you fake it till you make it? So this is what we did. We decided to bring people into the lab and run a little experiment. And these people adopted for two minutes either high power poses or low power poses. We then ask them, how powerful do you feel on a series of items? And then we give them an opportunity to gamble. And then we take another saliva sample. That's it, that's the whole experiment. She found that when you're in high power pose, standing very tall with your chin up, arms on your waist for just two minutes, 86% of you will gamble. And when you're in low power pose, hunch over, protecting yourself for two minutes, then only 60% of you are likely to gamble. The high power posing people experienced a 20% increase in testosterone, the hormone that's related to dominance, self-confidence, and a 25% decrease in cortisol, which is the stress hormone that makes you feel anxious and nervous. And the low power people experienced a 10% decrease in testosterone and a 15% increase in cortisol. So two minutes lead to these hormonal changes that configure your brain to basically be either assertive, confident, and comfortable, or really stress-reactive and feeling sort of shut down. I want to say to you, don't fake it till you make it. Fake it till you become it. Do it enough until you actually become it and internalize. Coming back to our original question of just be real or fake it till you make it. Each path has an inherent danger. The danger of just be real is that we live in a world where I can be a transparent about who I am with all my flaws, put them all out on the table, and then unfortunately, I never need to strive for more. I'm showing everyone that I'm comfortable with who I am, accept me for whoever that is, and now the burden is off of me to ever reach higher and strive to be something beyond who I currently am being completely real and transparent about who you are leaves no room to announce to the world who you want to be. But on the other hand, there is also such a danger of faking it till you make it because it's so easy to fool yourself when you're only externally nice to people or dress like you're living a Hashem-centric lifestyle or say things to make people believe you're more kind and giving than you actually are, then it's easy to fool yourself your entire life. You can fool some people sometimes, but you can't fool all the people all the time. Your whole life, you can go around dressing and talking the part and using your externals to fool yourself that you're actually holding there. You end up skipping, doing the deep internal work to really build a genuine relationship with Hashem. Your life becomes a facade. You feel a deep inner emptiness and misalignment with your true self. So now my friends, it's time for the final showdown. Just be real or fake it till you make it. The answer is that the Torah, of course, wants a person to be tocho kebaro, where their insides match their outside. But on the other hand, we saw from the Chinuch, from the Mesila Sisharem, and Amy Cuddy's TED Talk, that external actions are the easiest and most powerful tool to activate a person's mind and emotions. What we learn from our Parsha is that not all external actions were created equal. 
There is type A external actions where my end goal is to activate my mind and emotions and build up to get there. I'm using external actions as a tool to get to where I want to go. This is the type of external action that the Chidach and Mesilas Yesharim speak so highly about. Of course, use external action as a tool to get to the deep internal work. But then there's type B, external actions, where my goal is to take a shortcut to getting the validation I want from other people. This is the ace of type of external action that the Torah doesn't want. When we do external actions in lieu of real growth, it only cheats ourselves and others. So yes, use external actions as a tool to motivate you and get your body to where you want your mind to be, but only if your intentions are to use it to stimulate deep internal work, if you're using the external actions as a cover-up to validate yourself in the eyes of others and exempt yourself from the need for real work, then just like Asav, you end up looking back at the end of your life, recognizing that the only person that I truly fooled in life was myself. Be real, fake it, but then forsake it. Wishing everyone a deep and enriching Shabbos. Shamla me.